Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday News Show. Today we've got hard bouldering, hard sport climbing and some awesome interviews. So good morning, Teresa. How's things? Good morning. All good. Good morning. Lovely English <laughs> Why accent. Why did it try that? It's just getting worse throughout the summer. Worse and worse. Yours is awful. That is wonderful. Oh. Now, do you remember a couple of months ago, Jakob Schubert released uh, an awesome video of him crushing Magic Wood? Well, he returned. He's back with some more harder scents. Jakob Schubert made use of what he describes as perfect conditions in Magic Wood to repeat some lines and put up a first ascent. He climbed La Force 8C within a day, a line first put up by Daniel Woods in 2011. Boosted by his success, he started looking for a direct finish to the boulder. He worked out the dynamic moves within an hour and sent the full boulder with the direct finish. He hasn't committed to a grade yet, but reckons it's harder than the original, so possibly 8C+. To finish off his trip, he claims some more classics, including Samadhi 8B. We caught up with Jakob to find out a bit more. The direct finish definitely inspired me right away. Um, uh, Giuliano already told me about this project. It's a very long-standing project, and I think it was always the obvious line to exit in Force Tranquille. Um, I think not so many people tried it in the past, but uh, I felt confident I can do it fast. And it's just, yeah, the super obvious, amazing uh, line. It adds one more big move, uh, which is a really cool move and then a bit of a scary top out. Um, and yeah, I was really psyched. I was able to send it quite fast. I think there are still some uh, already known projects in, in Magic Wood, like the Force Tranquille Direct. It was a long-standing project. Always when I meet uh, Giuliano Camaroni, he talks about new project that he's already finding again and brushing. Uh, I think if you have the vision to like, yeah, find something really hard and also uh, build a landing, there's still lines to be found. And uh, that's definitely amazing because uh, I would like to go back to this forest many times because um, yeah, it's uh, it has some amazing rock quality and um, just really good boulders. Nice one, Jakob. Uh, awesome job once again. Uh, Magic Wood, apparently still in condition. I kind of thought it was under snow. Um, yeah, it must be freezing. Yeah, it must be. But that, that friction on those crimps. Uh, yeah, but then you don't feel anything. That is true. Do you then, need some sensitivity? Is it better though? If you're on a horrible crimp, is it better that you can't feel the horrible crimp or do you want to feel the horrible crimp? So if you're poorly pops, you just don't feel it well, anyway. It's pre-iced, pre isn't it? You don't even need to bother afterwards. Modern problems require modern solutions. Anyway, we're moving on to France where hopefully it's a bit warmer. Anatole Bozio, a talented climber from Nice, France, just made third ascent of Obade Direct 9A plus in Saint-Victoire. A rare repeat of this fingery and powerful test piece, making this his first 9A+. He comments that the route is a 9 meters 8C+, into a knee bar rest, followed by 6 insane, very powerful moves on tiny crimps. And the crux of the route is a mono pocket where he stacked his ring finger over his pinky. Then, just 10 days later, he sent Super Krakinet, another 9A+, that Alamandra flashed back in 2018. Cool story, but I wanted to ask you something. How do you stick a stack, a ring finger on top of a pinky? Because, okay, hang on, which, number one, what's a ring, which one's the ring finger? Is it that one? Or <laughs> a ring goes. Like that one. Okay, so he's he did that. Well, it's in the picture that's on screen. Right. But yeah, so <laughs> pinky okay. first. Question number two. If you mine is not long enough. <laughs> if you stack a finger, is it still a mono? Well, it's a mono pocket. But it's not a mono move. 
ish, but then don't you just numb your pinky anyway? Because it's pressed by your oh, ring finger. Oh, it would finger. hurt. Yeah, you're in pain at this. I, I tell mm. you what, comment below, everyone. Uh, if you stack a finger into a mono pocket, is it still a mono move? Who knows? I don't know. Let us know. I think so. uh, now, for some reason, I keep getting the youth climbing stories, which is absolutely fine. As you guys know, I've got no grudge against it at all. 15-year-old Alex Totkova has climbed the 8C sport route Memento Mori. This story was reported on 8a.nu and the route took her six sessions to climb and required some tricky beta solutions. She's already got a bunch of hard routes under her belt, including her first 9A in the spring. She's also a handy comp climber, having won the Euro Youth Cup in lead and bouldering in last year's World Champs. Another 15-year-old crushing is Izia Martinez, who has sent the 8C Moti Action. This is her fifth 8C and she's been going to this crag since she was very young, well, even younger. She climbed the route in six tries. So I have no grudge against those guys, of course. Of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. They're just 15 and immensely talented more than I will ever be. Um, Hugo, during when I was doing a voiceover, he pointed out that Izia, uh, that's like, Hugo's had his eye on her for a while because he reckons she's a bit of a prodigy coming up, going to be the next big thing. She's going to be huge. Uh, the next Sadamandra. True. Yeah. Ooh. Next Epic TV athlete. We're going to give her the, the Epic TV beanie of badge of honor. Who knows? Are you going to talk to her then? <laughs> yeah, I should or, talk to her. Will we you should... just be too intimidated? Definitely. I'm always intimidated by the strong youth. Anyway, we're moving on to Switzerland, where Giuliano Cameroni has done another impressive first ascent. As reported on 8a.nu, Swiss climber Giuliano Cameroni has made the first ascent of Baba Yaga 9a. He bolted and opened his prow and said that it's one of the coolest blocks he's ever seen. A dreamline that follows a steep arete for 10 meters and tops out with a tricky but easier final section. He thinks it might be his best first ascent so far. So he mentioned that at first he thought it could have been a 9B mm -hmm. and it would have been super cool because I thought I think it would have been the first 9B in Ticino. Oh, okay. But then it was just a question of friction and he got good friction and it's a 9A now. It's a stunning looking line, isn't it? That like curve of the arete coming up is just beautiful. Yeah, but then that whole valley has this big blocks and now yeah they start to bolt them and send them so why am i whispering <laughs> <laughs> whispering to the camera hello hello uh so next week sees the return of comp climbing for the ifsc because the european championships take place in moscow despite tightening covid restrictions throughout europe the european continental champs are going ahead next week in russia with two Olympic places up for grabs, this is the last chance to grab a ticket for European athletes. However, not all teams are going, with at least the Italian, Austrian, French and other countries not sending representatives. The health risks and lack of training facilities for the athletes have caused many of them to withdraw or decide not to go to Moscow. The week-long comp features finals in speed, lead and bouldering and accumulate in a combined competition. This is where the athletes have a chance to compete for those Olympic places. So this has been building up for a while. Obviously, as more and more Europe has gone into lockdown, things were a bit unsure, but the competition is going ahead. Athletes are going. And yeah, a couple of Olympic tickets on the line for two. the lucky few. Yeah, two. So men and women, it's going to be a very interesting competition. It's going to be quite different. And I think for the first time, we're going to see athletes who we might not necessarily expect to be in the finals having a chance. So perhaps we'll see a wild card getting those Olympic tickets. Maybe a speed climber? Because the starting list is mostly Russians and Polish climbers. 
It's true, exactly, um, which terrifies me because uh, I'm I'm going to be there. I'm going to be commentating with the IFSC and hopefully that means I'll be able to link back to you guys here in the studio. We can have a little chat. We can talk about some of the talking points. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be there next week in Moscow and hopefully giving you guys all the behind-the-scenes gossip. Good luck with the names. Yeah, <laughs> help me, God. <laughs> anyway, we're moving down under to Australia because the Grampians are at risk again for climbing. Climbing in the Grampians might get further restricted as a plan to protect the natural reserve. Rock climbers could be banned from a dozen or more sites to protect the native animals, including dingoes and quolls. They may be reintroduced under the latest plan to protect the culturally significant landscape for the next 15 years. Parks Victoria Chief Executive Matthew Jackson said that the parks and reserves exist to conserve natural and cultural values as well as to connect people with nature. So yeah, tough times ahead for the climbers in Australia. And this has been going on for a while. I mean, they're you, adding on to these areas, but some areas are already restricted for climbers. Yeah, it's been flying for quite a while. I think there's this, there's this conflict between the park authorities wanting to conserve it for environmental reasons yeah. and for cultural reasons. But a lot of climbers are just saying, look, we, we haven't been consulted about this. You know, they've just gone ahead with the plans and there's been no chat between the two groups of people. So this is something that we're going to follow. Uh, there's no petition or anything yet, but if you are concerned about Grampians climbing, then do keep an eye on this because it is important. Now, last week we had a cool story with uh, Julia Chanel-D climbing her first 9B. Teresa, you spoke to her uh, in a little interview chat. What was she like? Your first time meeting her? She was very lovely. And yes, here's the video. So can you please tell me a bit about the route and why you chose it? Yes, of course. Uh, It's a beautiful line with uh, two different parts. Uh, The first one is the one which give the grade of 9B. Yeah. Uh, really physical and uh, super intense, about 15 meters. And the second part is a kind of 8B, quite weird and not easy to climb. Mm-hmm. And um, I chose it because um, I was there when Hugo Parmentier uh, um, clipped the chain of this route uh, last winter. Yeah. And uh, I was trying super quick. Rakinet at the, at the same moment, um, and it was so inspiring to to witness his send, and uh, I was glad to give him my support. So, How does it feel being the third woman to to climb a nine B? I feel proud proud of myself. Uh, that's incredible. Um, one year ago, I couldn't imagine all of this happening. I mean, the Olympic qualification, the nine A plus, and now the nine B. <laughs> Uh, it gives a very weird um, year regarding the pandemics, but a crazy one for me uh, regarding my performances. So yes, I'm, I'm just so happy at the moment. Thank you, Julia, so much for your time. And what I thought was super impressive is that she did it in 10 days. Yeah, that's quick for a 9B, isn't it? I mean, yeah. she's got such huge potential because we've really seen her come on in, in recent years. And this year, especially like out of nowhere, she's like yeah. on it. Super impressive. Uh, Now, talking about 9Bs, it is time for the 9B counter. So, somebody pointed out in the comment sections, this name, uh, that we missed (laughs) J-Star climbing Brozone in the gunks. I can't believe we missed J-Star. I I talked to him the other week. We still forgot about him. Um, So we reckoning, because in the gunks, this is trad, right? Yes, it's 514B. 
Okay, so E10. E10 territory. E10, bro zone. Okay, there we go. Jonathan Seagrass, you're on the E10 counter. Congratulations, mate. This is the achievement of your life. So our weekly media section, Hugo Pilcher, welcome back to the, uh, I was going to say round table, but it's sort of like spherical, isn't it? Yeah. Like, mm. Oblong. Yeah, exactly. Welcome. Thanks very much. You guys all right? Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. You look and sound great. Thank you. I wonder <laughs> who did that. I don't understand why you looked at Teresa when you said that. You said you look and sound great. <laughs> I mean, what's going you on? look here? and sound great. I'm shadowing all over you. Sorry. Um, yeah, what's that? Uh, yeah, so basically this week in medias, uh, it's a very exciting week. Well, I'm actually going to talk more about last week and a bit of this week. But first up, we've got uh, we've got a very exciting video from Beatrix Colli, Beatrice Colli, Beatrice. Beatrice Colli, who is a young Italian climber. Uh, there was a documentary made by a guy called Fabio Palma, um, his little clip. So that's like a 20 minute documentary about her life, mm -hmm. uh, going from starting to climbing uh, to becoming like a champion. Yeah, that intro is sick good, isn't it? in that video. Yeah, mm. yeah that's a cool good intro. Songs. Yeah, Very banging. good songs, quite hip hop-y. Sometimes I feel like hip hop doesn't quite work. What's your favorite underscore to a climbing film music? Oh my God, that's hard. Um, geez, I don't know. Just, just some casual really beats. Yeah, are you, are you trying to think of an entire, our entire music collection now? <laughs> yeah. You know what, I love a bit of like old school skater. You know, like, like a little bit punky, like a little sort of like rocky punky <laughs> like underneath like skateboard Levine? videos. Like, but which which climb video has that? Uh, I can't think of any, but that's what I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want a video but like that. But I want that. a bit of Green Day, you know, just underneath, just right, to sort okay. of like hype it up a bit. That's American what Idiot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, cool. Next up, we've got another video from uh, <laughs> Matt Groom, in fact. <laughs> Matt Groom, you are the director, producer, stylizer of this film. Yeah, so we we did a little interview with James Pearson, mm -hmm. uh, and then we realised that we'd interviewed Jacopo Larka, just about said that way yeah. back in the day. This is about tribe, possibly mm -hmm. the hardest trad route in the world. And we sort of compared and contrasted the two of their opinions. So yeah. check out this little teaser. Kind of stole my thunder there, Matt. Yeah, sorry, I nicked your intro. No, it's fine, it's it. fine. It's kind of your film, so I apologize. We, can, we can go with it. Uh, anyway, great effort, though. Good film. Yeah, everyone, it was cool. Uh, Tribe's fascinating route. Two yeah, fascinating indeed. guys. Yeah. Tribe climbers at the top of their game. Yeah. Who could want more? Exactly. A grade. That's what we want. Well, a goddamn grade. <laughs> once again, yeah, the, the grade is it's hard to talk about grades in that because none of them want to talk about it. But if I had to put you on the spot once again, what would be your trad grade for that route? E12? Yeah. I think it is going to be. Come on. Why are we all ears E12? I mean, I could go E13. Oh, jeez. Why not? Oh. Why not just skip E12? Well, Have um, we got any E12? Probably not. No. We haven't no. yet. No. no, no. We got a question mark. mark. On e tribe. E12 question mark, exactly, yes. yeah. Let's put ourselves out there, guys. Let's just do it. Like, Yone Kruder, go do it. So, you know, he can give a grade. There Doesn't we go. Yet, though. No. No, but he's just, trying. Just shows how hard it is. All right, well, comment down below. E12 or E13, what do you guys think the grade is? And blame Hugo E12. for this. E12. Cheers for that, Hugo. And remember, if you want to catch all of the Epic TV wonderfulness that we have, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for Epic TV and the Climbing Daily YouTube channel, and you won't miss a thing. Shop stuff, and uh, we're having a big Petzl restock. Yes, so carabiners, gris, gris ropes are all back in stock. 
And this week's gear show is all about Petzl. It is, isn't it? We're sort of lighting up the darkness uh, of winter with some head torch action. That was very <laughs> you poetic, spoiled wasn't it? it? Um, that's coming Friday? Yes. Awesome. But you just gave a super spoiler. <laughs> what, for what it was? Yeah. Were you trying to tease it even more? Yes. Okay, fine. This Friday we have a Petzl video. Was that good? Was no, that not really. Right. I'm... What? Oh. Head torches! Look at that! Uh, there we go. These head torches. In fact, not this one, but another one similar <laughs> to this one. Uh, this is coming next Friday. Other restock is Scarpa. Now, climbing shoes are hard to get hold of at the moment, it seems. Like, there are there are not many climbing shoes, but we've got them all. So if you want your Dragos, your Airs, your, your Boosters, whatever you want from Scarpa, uh, you can now grab them all from the Epic TV shop. And there's links down below for all the stuff we've been chatting about today. Comment of the week. Ooh, we need a song. We do. You go. Sing it, sing it Teresa. <clears throat> go, Terry. Uh, go on, Terry I've T. I've been listening to a lot of Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yes, in the style of Avril. Please do. Uh, I'll just do a little guitar <laughs> chord for you. Here you go. Oh, wait. Boom. I brought something. You brought a drumstick. One drumstick. Okay. Um, so you do the drums, I'll do the little guitaring and you sing. Ready? Boom. Comment of the week. This is embarrassing. Okay. Dude, that was so Avril. Was it? It wasn't. Uh, I should have gone in with like, hey, yeah, you, you. You should have done. Comment of the week. Okay, next week. Okay. We'll do well, another Avril. No chance. Classic. Uh, have you got one? Uh, I do have one and it's about uh, music. Where is it? Screenshots open. Okay. It's from Martin Schaffer. 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 Martin Schaffer. Hugo uh, looks like Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah. He is an angel, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. Get it? Angels. Angels. Like the song? Yeah, like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is in response to last week we said people, right. climbers and celebrities who look like other people. Uh, you had Pocahontas. I had I had basically just a load of rude stuff thrown at me. Adam Ondra had a lot no. of Jar Jar Binks. Did you see that one? Jar Jar from, from Adam Ondra, which I kind of get. This feeds into my comment from Adam McDDCM, and it says, Jason Momoa is a climber, isn't he? Question mark. And I think he kind of looks like Aquaman. <laughs> I like that. It made me laugh, Adam. Kinda. Thank you very much. Jason does kind of look like Aquaman. Um, <laughs> not something that people say about me. Um, yeah, you just need to tan a little bit more. Tan, get some muscles, get a bigger six pack, get tattoos. a six pack. Tattoos. Yeah, I'm a way off at the moment. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing? Well, Patagonia just released an awesome video that I've seen two minutes of, but it's Alex Magus calling biography. Bibliography. So yeah, I'll be watching that a couple of times. Is this embedded on the Epic TV website? It will be shortly. Exciting so, yes. times. So a 9C, you'll just be cozied up watching Alex Mangos crushing. For 17 minutes. <laughs> 17 minutes, 17 minutes of bliss. Sounds great. Uh, cool, well, uh, I won't be here next what week. Are, all right. Off to Moscow this week. So I will see you guys soon. Keep you up to date. Thank you for watching the new show as always. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys soon. <laughs>